0: The podcast you are about to listen to contains at least one of the following. Strong language, disturbing topics, abusive opinions, generally things that aren't appropriate for little kids or overly sensitive people. So, if any of that stuff's going to get your nose out of joint, this is your chance to turn it off. Welcome to I Had to Say It, the podcast where I not only say the things I need to say, but the things I think you need to hear. And your feelings, they're not a factor. Everybody, welcome to another episode of I Had to Say It. So we're going to start out by saying, as we do, Josh, Jake, B Word, Ice Man, Jason, Miss Aaron, Mike, Tabby, Javier, Fitz, Shane, El Hefe, El Devlin, and El Morte. Thank you guys for the constant support. I adore you all. You are wonderful people. If you want to be also considered a wonderful people, all you got to do is go to I Had to Say Podcast dot com. Click the link. Go to the Patreon. Sign up to be a member. Support the show. Uh, Yeah, okay, that's enough shilling out of me. Okay, so housekeeping. We're going to start out with the announcement that the scavenger hunt list is officially up as of the drop of this episode. You can go to to com. click on the tab that says scavenger hunt. It will take you to a page. It has a bunch of questions. What you do is you take those questions and you go to the, the podcast host of your choice, and you find the episodes that pertain to answering those questions. You answer the questions. Some of them are older episodes. I've got broken up by the first three seasons to give you that much information. And from there, you're going to have to figure it out. Look at the descriptions, look at the titles, figure out where the information is that I want the answers for these questions. The first person to successfully complete the entire scavenger hunt list and get me the answers will win a prize pack of stuff from mad K studios that Ken Madden very generously donated to the show. There are calendars, signed prints, Coloring books, it's awesome stuff. I highly encourage you guys if you haven't gone and checked out his website, magkstudios.com, go do it. The guy's artwork is amazing. He's a cool dude, and he's supporting the show, and he did something really awesome that he had no reason to do other than the fact that he wanted to be cool, and I'm trying to pay it forward, so you guys get on it. Whoever gets the answer to me first gets a pack. You're going to get a, a print, a coloring book, and a calendar. The other stuff will be distributed to the like runners up. Okay. So there'll be a calendar. There will be a print and there will be a book. So, uh, yeah, t- clock's ticking. T- 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 Tick tock motherfuckers get on it. So you fill out the, you fill out the answers. You email your answers to, I had to say a podcast at com. I will read them. And the winner will be announced and, Then, of course, you're going to have to DM me with your address and stuff so I can know where to send it. So you're going to have to have a little faith in the fat man that I am not going to do anything inappropriate with her address, and I will just send you your winnings and be done with it. So with that out of the way, let's get into it. 2024 is shaping up to be a hell of a year, and it's only the second week of February. Jesus, Harold, tap dancing Christ. The first week of February has already been a massive shit show. There has been some globally shaking shit going on. I mean, it may not seem that way at first glance. And when I talk about it, it may seem very casual and, and like, oh, well, this is just, you know, business as usual in, in, in these fine United States. But the implications and the far reaching impact of a lot of this bullshit is going to be, um, next level. It's going to be the, the, we're in a tier and this is my tinfoil hats side coming out, I guess, but these are like make or break times these are things that are going to have impacts that are going to ripple throughout the next generation of history to say the least and maybe i'm overselling it maybe i'm being melodramatic maybe it's all just going to be business as usual but it really doesn't feel that way to me so one of the first things that i really want to talk about that happened this week was unless you've been living under a rock you were probably already aware and if you're listening to me i like to think most of my listeners don't live under rocks or if you do, how are you getting your signal and how are you downloading these episodes? But, hey, thank you for listening from wherever you're living under a rock. But uh, so this week, Tucker Carlson, whom I have to admit I have gained so much more respect for since he left Fox or, you know, Fox left him. But yeah, that worked out really fucking well for them, didn't it? Um, He had an interview with Vladimir Putin. Now, I've watched the interview or most of it. I kind of did wind up kind of skipping through little bits of it. So I might have missed some stuff, but uh it's like almost three hours. It's it's really long. <laughs> and and there's and he like obviously Putin had to use a translator and, and Tucker asked some really relevant questions and Putin basically came in and strong armed the interview and was like, Yeah, no, I'm gonna show you who uh he's standing up in this meeting and it ain't you. This is my house and I mean Putin came off every bit the fucking former Uh, Soviet social intelligence asset that he happens to be and uh, you know came in owned the room very competent very confident very on point very knowledgeable knew what he was going to say had a half hour history of why Russia was invading the Crimean Peninsula of of Ukraine uh, going back to like 680 or something like that I mean like hundreds of years of history. Uh, it was really kind of refreshing to see a world leader, even though I'm, I'm not a big fan of the guy. I'm not like, yay, Russia, pro-Putin or whatever, but the guy's got his shit together, and he's been running that country for a couple decades now, and he's managed to keep things, you know, keep their shit together, even even though there were a lot of misconceptions about uh, quality of life in Russia and things like that and what it's like under the Putin regime. Uh, but ultimately, like like I said, the guy's got his shit together. That's one thing that, you know, you could take away from this interview. You could see the guy comes in with a commanding presence, takes over, dominates, answers the questions that in a, in a no nonsense, curt, very kind of like, this is what it's going to be. And whether you like it or not said a lot of things, there was a reason so many people were losing their shit that Carlson was going to talk to Putin because they knew he wasn't going to just toe the standard mainstream media line he wasn't just going to put out the spin and i'm sure the russian intelligence community had a certain degree of influence over how this was presented i'm sure there was some talks before the cameras were rolling or after the cameras were rolling where they kind of said this is how it's gonna go if you want this interview but you know, he, the guy made really solid points. He said, and Tucker asked questions. Do you have any intentions towards Poland? You know, basically all the shit, every fear mongering fucking war hawk in Congress right now is trying to say is going to happen if we stop funding Ukraine, uh, was addressed by Tucker Carlson and re- rebuffed and refuted by Putin. Putin says, I have, I have no intentions of doing anything to Poland unless they attack us first. That Poland has nothing he wants. The guy didn't maintain control over this country for 20-plus years by being fucking stupid. He doesn't have aspirations of empire. He doesn't need to expand the borders of his country. His country is already fucking huge. It's one of the biggest landmasses on the planet, if not the biggest. I'm As I'm recording this, my brain's a little fuzzy. I, I've been sick and uh finally broke down and went to the doctor and a uh, tangent here i went to broke down went to the doctor yes sinus infection uh inner ear infection here's a bunch of antibiotics hopefully it's not viral and this will knock it out and i'm feeling better but i'm still not 100% so brain a little fuzzy facts might be a little wonky cuz uh a lot of this is off the cuff and my notes are fairly they're very much an outline as opposed to actual like deep thought notes because I tried listening to the interview. I was not in the best state of mind at the time, and I got footnotes. But yeah, ultimately, Putin said, I have no interest in empire. I have no interest in expanding the borders of the country. I only want to protect what are a bunch of ethnic Russians that are in this peninsula that has traditionally been part of the kingdom, part of the country, and they have been actively being attacked by Ukrainian, basically Nazis. and realistically, for anybody who doesn't get their news off of whatever happens to be hot and current and actually remember stuff. Yes, this came up in the past. And at one point people were in 2014 when there was a color revolution in Ukraine that was funded by the fucking CIA. I mean, it was American interest to come in, depose the existing regime and put these other assholes in place. Yeah, there were some issues about how they were treating ethnic Russians in the Crimean Peninsula even way back then. There were concerns being voiced that this new regime was going to be hostile to the people that lived there. And lo and behold, when NATO came knocking and decided, hey, we're going to park nukes right on your fucking border by bringing Ukraine into NATO, Putin reacted in an understandable manner to try and maintain the buffer zone that he was promised would exist between NATO and Russia. And something a lot of people like to forget is, NATO was originally created as a buffer against the Soviet Union, as a counterpoint to help the West offset the threat of the big, scary Russians, which comes into play in a lot of the congressional assholes that are stumping for more money for Ukraine. All these Warhawk fucks that I absolutely can't stand. They are all old. They are all worthless. Well, they're not all old. Some of the young Warhawks are in there, too. The next generation of Warhawks that have been bought and paid for by the military industrial complex are in Congress now. And they're echoing and doing as they're told in the interest of keeping their masters happy so they can keep lining their fucking pockets at the expense of the American taxpayer until the entire system shits the bed and it collapses. But anyway, that's not the point. The point is, NATO was originally founded as a check, a counterbalance against the Soviet Union. Now, the Soviet Union collapsed because communism sucks and it's a faulted system and it fails because communism Takes from the people who make and gives to the people who don't. That's the nuts and bolts boiled down. You dumb college motherfuckers that are out here saying, well, it wasn't real communism. It has failed in every civilized country it has been tried in, period. All the assholes that are bemoaning the evils of capitalism and how capitalism has all its shortcomings fail to understand because they lack basic cognitive skills that those shortcomings are directly tied to government interference and overregulation in the open market. True capitalism is generally more efficient cheaper better for economies it works better every single communist and socialist program depends on a capitalist environment and a capitalist economy to support it because otherwise nothing is created and it's just taken and distributed and eventually everybody loses their motivation to do anything and the system falls apart we're seeing it happen real time here As the fucking lefty socialist assholes get more and more control and more and more power and more and more programs in place, we're watching an economy fucking tank because they have unsustainable governments, governmental spending at the taxpayers time. We're already like three generations in fucking debt and the way things are going, either things are going to collapse or that's pretty much fucking it you know, we're bailing water on the fucking Titanic here trying to buy some more time and it's not going to happen because they're not willing to do what it takes to right the situation. They're not going to stop fucking spending money they don't have. They're not going to get us into a position where we have an actual income surplus. Their answer is to take more from the people that have it and distribute it to the people who aren't willing to fucking work for it for all these fucking stupid programs. More government, bigger government, yada, 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 never going to be the fucking answer. But anyway, so I digress again. NATO was originally set up as a counterbalance to the Soviet Socialist Republic, which was a union of socialist states that were formulated after World War II in Eastern European and Western Asia. Now, this is where every bad guy from the late eighties, early nineties came from in every fucking movie. This is why Rocky fault Ivan Drago. This is why the big scary Russians were always the fucking antagonist in every story from Rambo to Rocky to fucking that movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger, where he played a Russian cop, um, red heat. Okay. There was always the big, bad Russians, the big, scary Russians, the big, strong, critical, violent, evil Russians. And the problem is, In the late 90s, for those of you either too young to realize this or too fucking stupid to remember it, the Soviet Union fucking collapsed because, again, it's a flawed system. It's a flawed concept. It's a flawed principle that is never going to work in the real fucking world. And it collapsed. People were starving. People were waiting in line to maybe get something. They would get in lines when they saw them forming without knowing what they were getting in line for on the off chance that it was fucking food. That's the state the Soviet Union was in in the mid to late 90s when they just threw their hands up in the air and quit. They gave up. They said this doesn't fucking work and disbanded. And all these little states along Eastern Europe were kind of released to their own recognizance because the Soviet Union collapsed and Russia became its own country again and all these other little countries were kind of cut loose from the herd and they lost their socialist Soviet infrastructure and all this other shit. And There was a lot of blowback and a lot of consequences. Subsequently, in a lot of ways, Russia has rebuilt, which you're not going to hear about going to your average media field in the United States because it doesn't serve the narrative. It doesn't push the agenda that we have to be confrontational with them. We have to be arming our allies to keep fighting this war that has cost literally an entire generation of Ukrainian men their lives. They're sending women, youths and elderly to the fucking battlefront now because they're getting their asses beat. They're. Constantly, more and more, we need more. We need more. Meanwhile, billions of dollars of equipment is unaccounted for. Millions of dollars of cash, tens of millions of dollars of cash, have been proven to be embezzled by Ukrainian upper brass, upper governmental agents. There's all kinds of corruption and nonsense, and there's no auditing. There's no accountability. It's just we need to give them more. We need to give them more. We need to give them more. And you've got all these war hawk cocksuckers in the Congress stumping out here. Oh, we we need to pass this this. Uh, border security bill. They literally named it the border security bill. It did nothing to address border security because the Republicans were saying, we're not going to pass any more foreign money without it being tied to securing the border. And then they said, okay, and some Republicans and some Democrats in closed door sessions negotiated a deal, and the deal was put forth by fucking Schumer and McConnell with this deadline of, oh, well, we're, giving, we're releasing the deal on a Friday afternoon, and we're going to vote on Monday. So it's artificial deadlines created by the assholes who waited till the last minute to make anything public, because this is something they've been doing since fucking Bush won. Where they would put forth, and most of these cocksuckers were there then too. That's the other thing. That's why we need term limits. That's why we need people to not be career parasites. But these same assholes have been doing this for fucking decades. They would negotiate a bill in secret, put it up, bring it to the floor for a vote without giving anybody in Congress adequate time to read or analyze these bills because they would be three to five to six to 700 page omnibus bills with all kinds of pork projects and vanity projects and fucking allotments for shit that we don't need to be spending money on included in this with the understanding that people weren't going to have time to read the material and they were going to vote and be either passed or failed based on who put them forward, but generally passed because Congress has never met something they don't like to fucking throw American dollars at because it doesn't impact them. They don't feel the consequences of their actions, which I think is a huge flaw in the system. These cocksuckers, it should have been codified in the in the in the, in the original Declaration of Independence and in the original Constitution that thou shalt not get rich working for the fucking government. But apparently the founding fathers didn't realize that career parasite was going to become a job. Oh, wait, no, they did. There's all kinds of fucking treaties out there on that. They're, Treaty, trees, papers, read the, read the federalist papers, read, you know, the truth of nations, read all the stuff. There's all kinds of shit out there before they, you know, censor and erase it and make it go away. Because we've always been at war with Russia and we always will be at war with Russia until we're not. And then it's no, we've never been at war with Russia. We've always been at war with China. And, you know, the whole 1984 thing, the state is all knowing, all powerful, always right. And whatever they tell us must be fucking true. But the information is still out there if you take the time to go look at it, and so we've got these cocksuckers in Congress trying to push through this bill. They claim it's border security because the Republicans have made, been making all kinds of noise about how anti-American the Democrats are, and they can't really be do, doing that in an election year because the Democrats are the power party of the people, and we're here for your we're here for you guys, which. If anybody has, if you haven't been paying attention by now, that's utter fucking horseshit. But ultimately, these fucking clowns in Congress, they put forward this bill. And again, very, oh, it's a bipartisan bill. I've said it before. I'll say it again. Bipartisan just means a grander than usual deception is being carried out. This was no exception to that rule. This was utter horseshit. It was a hundred and fourteen billion dollar addition to the budget, not reallocation of funds, not cutting spending on anything else, not cutting other programs to fund these programs, additional deficit spending to the tune of $114 billion of that $114 billion, $60 billion of this money was going to earmarked for Ukraine for further munitions to fund their infrastructure, to fund the fucking workings of the government, to pay salaries for people that are there. Now, granted, eventually Ukraine is going to run out of fucking people at the rate they're going. I hate to laugh about it, but it's a fucking shame that these parasites are literally at the killing the host stage of things. And, you know, our parasites are getting their kickbacks and their buy-ins and their their masters are pleased and keeping them in their seats where they get their privilege. So they don't fucking care that they are costing literally hundreds of thousands of real people their lives. And this is something that came out in the, the Putin interview as well, where... Putin said he's ready to come to the table and he's ready to talk. He's ready to negotiate. Now, Tucker said, well, would you call Joe Biden and talk to him about this? And Putin said, what's the point of calling him? What am I going to do, beg for them to stop sending him weapons? Oh, no, you've given them all these weapons. I am so scared. Well, no, he's got a fucking point and he's got a certain degree of dignity to maintain. But he has said more than once he doesn't want this war to keep being dragged out. He has said, if you stop arming these people, it'll be over in a week or two. Nobody else has to die. It's come out that, and this is funnier than shit to me. He says, Boris Johnson, the former PM of fucking Great Britain, actively squashed peace talks before any of this happened, came forward and told Ukraine, you don't have to do this shit. You you let us worry about it. We'll defend you. And was there for the kickoff and uh, kiboshed the fucking peace talks at, from the beginning. There's 300,000 dead Ukrainians that we can lay directly at at Boris Johnson's feet. And that's not even counting the fucking Russian deaths because the Russians aren't getting through this unscathed. I just uh, don't have people in my ear constantly screaming about how many dead Russians were involved in this situation. Uh, whereas since I am based in the U S and I have American media constantly telling me about how many dead Ukrainians there are, I can kind of pull that number to the top of my head quicker, which should tell you something about the state of the reporting on this, because it is completely biased. If you're listening to mainstream American media, you are only getting one side of the story. You are getting the party line, every clip that's out there of mainstream media, every channel echoing the exact same points verbatim. You know, whether it's Taylor Swift is not a PSYOP or the vaccine is safe and effective. And in all these times, we need to come together to fight disinformation. All the clips you go out there and find of mainstream media talking points being exactly the same on multiple channels under multiple anchors, repeating verbatim the exact same shit. That's what you get in America on mainstream media. So, of course, I know off the top of my head roughly how many dead Ukrainians are involved in this conflict and not how many dead Russians are because... Apparently, the American government doesn't give a shit about the dead Russians. They only give a shit about the dead Ukrainians because that's the only thing they can use for leverage to tug at heartstrings and say, see, we need to keep giving them money we don't have. And as I said last week, we don't need to give any more money to Israel. I mean, I'm not trying to turn my back on our allies or be anti-Semitic or anything else that people are going to say in context of me saying we don't need to give Israel any more fucking money. I'm saying from a practical standpoint, Israel has a better GDP to debt ratio than the United States does. There's literally zero reason we should be financing their conflict. They have the credit, they have the money, they can get their own fucking resources. They're in a better position to buy the fucking weapons than we are. But anyway, major derailment there. So, yeah, uh, way back machine, late 90s. Putin, as the new leader of Russia, comes in and he says, Hey, look, uh, the Soviet Union's disbanded. There's no more union over here. I would like to join NATO. Putin literally petitioned to join NATO back in the late nineties. So you younger motherfuckers might not be aware of this, but Bill Clinton, you know, Hillary's husband, the guy who, you know, Jeffrey Epstein's buddy. Yeah. He put the kibosh on that. He said no fucking way. Basically. He's like, Russia will never be part of NATO. And set the precedent for no go fuck yourself and so yeah in a lot of ways this is a long time coming kind of situation because nato kept further and further encroaching upon the original established boundaries of these countries are okay these countries are neutral territory between us and the russians or the soviets at the time but anyway so now that we're 20 some minutes into this and roundabout way of saying that so putin comes along does the interview with tucker carlson says a narrative that flat out denies most of the mainstream media narratives in the ongoing conflict with ukraine which again ukraine has been showing repeatedly they're not necessarily the good guys and i don't i feel for the ukrainian people but the ukrainian government is a bunch of corrupt worthless motherfuckers who were instilled there in the first place as a puppet regime for the you know by the cia basically which again this Would sound like tinfoil hat shit to me so much as, like, two years ago. But now at this point, it's realistically, that's just the fucking way it looks. And the more that comes out about it, the more accurate that seems. So, Tucker goes there, doesn't just lob softball questions at Putin, which is what literally every mainstream media outlet and every fucking leftist on the planet, and a lot of the right-wing motherfuckers, too, because nobody wants this narrative having holes poked in it. Not, you know, average people, but, I mean, nobody in official seats of power wants this narrative being poked at nobody wants it looked at nobody wants it questioned because the war hawks in congress will lose the ability to have public support for their just draining of the american funds uh the hyperinflation because every time the fed agrees to just print more money out of thin fucking air the debt goes up the value of the dollar goes down and we become fucking poorer and there's no accountability. Now, the Fed is supposed to exist outside of the government's control because they're supposed to be independent. And that's how it's supposed to be regulating inflation. When in reality, they don't exercise that. Um, and we're going to get to that in a minute, too, because that's something else that has happened this week. But ultimately, so Warhawk's still trying to Warhawk. Tucker Carlson goes out. Mainstream media does everything they can to basically paint this guy as a traitor and an un-American individual and somebody who's a Putin proxy and a puppet and a mouthpiece. And the interview drops on X Twitter and on Tucker Carlson's Tucker Carlson network website. And within a couple of days has 160 million plays that literally blows everything else that even slightly compares out of the fucking water. Every media outlet in the same time frame, every story, every agenda, everything put forward doesn't stack up. Now, you compound that by during the course of this week, we also get a report coming out from the special prosecutor looking into the Biden situation with his uh, not even alleged, but verified mishandling of classified documents, breaches of security, lack of You know, basically coherence or cohesion in his thought processes, all the documents he took from the government when he was vice president, stored them next to his Corvette in his garage at home, disclosed classified information, which he did not have the right as the vice president to remove those documents. He did not have the right to disclose the information. Because he was only the vice president, he didn't have that authority. Whereas everybody wants to, you know, the same people that are defending him doing it are the ones that were screaming and having a fit about Trump taking documents. And the documents Trump took, he had the authority to declassify before he took them. And more or less, you know, since he obviously didn't wind up in jail for it, regardless of how hard they're trying to get him, he apparently didn't do anything that was technically wrong. Nothing was found to be compromising the security of the country, and nothing really came of that except for giant nothing burp. The shit Biden did was actually found to be the exact opposite. The report drops, or at least excerpts of the report, Not, I don't know if the whole thing's actually out there. The parts I've seen of it basically said, yes, Biden did these things. Biden violated federal law. He discussed the classified documents and things that were matters of national security with a ghostwriter working on a book for him, showed him the documents, that he was not legally entitled to have, and referenced different things going on in Afghanistan at the time, under you know knowledge he had had as the vice president that he was not authorized to disclose, definitely not to a ghostwriter with no fucking security clearance. But the special investigator report basically said, we're not going to prosecute him because he's a well-meaning old man. With memory issues, and he lacks the—he's cognitively impaired to the point where he wouldn't be able to mount a sufficient defense because of his failing memory. So basically, they said the man's too incompetent to stand trial for felonies he has committed. They admitted that he committed the crimes, but they're not going to charge him because he's too incompetent to mount a defense because his memory is failing. But there's no problem with this asshole being the president, which is kind of setting the stage for. Invocation of the 25th Amendment, which, you know, says if the president's unfit, he can be removed and replaced. Uh, more or less, Clifton's version. And basically, this information drops the same day as a Tucker Carlson interview with Putin. They have a press conference with Biden roughly the same time that the, the interview drops. Now, not only. Now, so this document comes out during the day. They kept sleepy up past his bedtime, which if you've had to deal with anybody who's in early stage dementia situation, if they're off their schedule and off their routine, they get exponentially fucking worse. And whatever chemical co- co- cocktails they were pumping into Biden to keep him fucking lucid or lucid adjacent anyway. I mean, they've been showing signs of not working so well lately anyway, but maybe they've just been weaning them off him because whatever they were supposed to give him, they really fucking didn't. Uh, because he was showing all those classic signs of somebody in early-stage dementia. He was confrontational. He was angry. He was hostile. And literally his handlers and the people that have been protecting him up to all this point basically took the leashes off the fucking media for this press conference. They let Ducey ask the first question, which in and of itself just speaks volumes, because this is a guy who has for quite a while been on the aggressive side of going after the White House. He doesn't play nice. He doesn't wear the kid gloves with uh, what Jean-Pierre, Carrie Jean-Pierre, or, or whatever the fucker name is. And, uh you know, he's the one who gets ignored the most, where he asks questions and she just decides not to answer him or equivocates and fucking moves on to the next person. And he's... Going after Biden, none of the like friendly softball questions were being lobbed at him. It's like somebody told the press, "All right, guys, get him," and they were you know blood in the water, and they're asking him about his cognition and about his memory. And he, oh, if they, yeah, there's something wrong with my memory. That's why I was able to get all these bills passed. And everybody said I couldn't do it. And who got him through? And who who got him? And then he proceeds to talk about the border between Mexico and fucking Gaza. Now. You know, it's a reasonable slip, except for the fact that he was being asked about U.S. border security, and he starts talking about getting the gates, and, and then he says, I got BB to open the gates, and, does, and Mexico to uh, to open the gates. And, uh, and he's just fucking losing it on camera, getting angry, getting aggressive. It's past his bedtime. So he wants his ice cream. He wants to take a night-night, and you can see it. I didn't even, I mean, I don't watch White House press briefings. I saw a couple clips of it and you could see it in his face. He was getting pissed off that anybody had the fucking audacity to question his fitness or his worthiness because they tell him that he's fit and worthy. I'm sure they feed him this like, oh, no, you're doing a great job, Joe. He doesn't know where he is half the time. He doesn't know what he's doing. You can see it in his face when the fucking the circuits just short out for a minute there. I mean, I've been around people in that mental state before in the past. It, it's a pretty universal look when somebody just switches off and you can see there's nobody home. And like I said, you can only pump them so full of fucking chemicals to keep them moving. And there's a time limit on that shit. And it gets less effective as you use it. You're burning out those neurons by making them fire hotter so they can compensate for the fact that they're not working right. And they burn out that much fucking quicker. And so, yeah, he's basically in decline. The, the left has started their distancing process. Fucking camel toe came out and said that she's willing and ready to step in to take over for him. Now, the problem is over the last couple of weeks, like uh, uh, James O'Keefe from the O'Keefe Media Group, the guy who originally founded Project Veritas and then got screwed over by the board of directors run out. He recently did an interview with a media guy from the White House, and they he flat out said like nobody wants Kamala around, but they they're afraid to fucking cut her loose because blowback because they there's no way they're gonna take the first black vice president off the team and blah 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 blah. And now they got her talking about oh well yeah I'm ready to step up because he's showing signs of dementia. That's what they promised her from the jump. I guarantee she thought this shit was gonna happen two fucking years ago, not right before the election. She thought it was gonna be just where he'd been just long enough where she'd actually get. Another term plus this one. And I'm sure in her mind she was convinced once she got got the range she was going to get two full terms plus whatever was left of his that she got. And so after he'd been in there like a year and a month or whatever the cutoff line is. So I think it's got to serve. If they serve more than 40% of the term, they, it has to count as the full. I I do brain fog, not entirely sure. But point being, I'm sure Kamala's been chomping at the bit for this opportunity for them to finally say, okay, Joe's losing it. We're losing the public support. Here you go. Take the reins and run sugar tits. But the problem is she's a fucking idiot. She's an imbecile. She has zero charisma, zero personality. I don't know how morons try and defend her when she cannot speak. She is not fluent. She is. She doesn't she she don't talk real good and she ain't got no kind of good personality. She's just dumb and talking circles because she trying to be smart. And I can say that with the most hickey hillbilly approach to talking. And I still come off sounding more intelligent than her, which should tell you things. She is not a leader. She does not inspire confidence. She's not the kind of person that inspires greatness. She is a fucking I blew my way to the top dei diversity hire she was given the job to tick boxes and get credit with the fucking weak-minded motherfuckers who think that values that somehow enhances someone's value Oh, well, they're from this underrepresented group, so they must deserve a break. No, motherfucker, she's unqualified. She's not worthy of the job. And you weak-minded, virtue-signaling of shit empower this worthless cunt, and it's going to take us all down with it. And that's the thing. That's why this whole border thing is so fucking important. The left is losing their base because even hardcore leftists are at the point where they're going, my life sucks. Nothing. You people, you can't deliver the things you promise and all you do is take and take and take and you're not giving a shit. I can't afford to live. I can't afford to eat. People are waking up to the fact that this like tax and spend ideology is fucking suicide younger. Everybody's a lefty when they're kids, when they're young and fucking stupid, when they don't know any better and they're full of idealism that hasn't quite been worn off yet by the harsh realities of fucking living in the world. And unfortunately, due to the reckless nature of our fucking government, those harsh realities are hitting harder and sooner for these stupid motherfuckers. And I'm not just talking about the assholes who are coming out of college with a worthless degree and realizing they have to pay that money back now. And then they go whining to big daddy government. Well, this should be free. It's not fair. I'm going to be in debt for the rest of my life because I took a fucking degree in social genders norms. And now I can't find a job that pays $100,000 a year. And it's not fair. And yeah it was not fair when they were whining about their poor decisions because they were going to have college debt hanging over the head for the rest of their lives. but now, thanks to the government's reckless spending that the ridiculous printing of trillions of dollars out of thin fucking air, their money is worth less. They can't get jobs that are paying what they want. You can't even get a job in fast food anymore that's gonna let you have any kind of life I mean, there was a time and it wasn't it wasn't a great life, but don't get me wrong if you were when I was in my early late teens, early twenties, if you were working at like McDonald's 40 hours a week, making seven twenty-five an hour, yeah, you weren't going to have a great fucking life, but you could get a roommate or two and get an apartment and move out on your own and do your own shit and figure out what you wanted to do with your life while you were working at fucking McDonald's. You weren't looking at McDonald's as I'm going to work here for the next 40 fucking years and I need to be able to raise a family on my McDonald's. Well, you were saying this is what I'm going to do till I figure out what the fuck I'm going to do. And you could, I mean, it wasn't a great life, but you could get by, you could manage. And then, you know, with more regulations, more social programs, more government needs to pay for this, that, and the other, all of a sudden your taxes go up, your value of your dollar goes down because they're increasing the money supply without increasing anything to back said money supply. And next thing you know, you can work two full-time jobs, still not have enough money to do more than pay your rent and maybe buy some groceries. and that reality slaps home and you go, Hey, why is the government taking so much of my money when I don't get dick for it? Why is there so much less value behind my, my money? And you get these delusional fucks who will jump on board any, they will grasp at any fucking life line you throw them to avoid giving up their ideals. And that, that, stupid ignorant ideological stance of well no we can do all this if it's just we just let the government fix this and fix that so they will blame corporate greed they will blame greedy billionaires who aren't paying their fair share but they haven't quite gotten to the stage yet and i and i see more and more young people who are actually getting there like they're so fucking close multiple podcasts that I listen to I'm not going to name any names here because I'm not trying to call anybody out and hurt anybody's fucking feelings but multiple shows that I listen to and it's young younger people they're mid to late 20s that ballpark to me and to me I'm sorry I'll do respect I know you're adults I know you're starting your lives as young adults to me, you're still fucking kids because my kid is in his mid twenties at this point, which makes me feel like an old bastard to say it. But let's face it, I'm a crotchety old bastard at this point. My kid's in his mid twenties. My kid's fucking awesome. I'm, I'm so proud of my kid, mostly because and I can't take. I'll, I, I like to think I get some of the credit for this. I mean, he he did a lot of a lot of. He figured out a lot of shit on his own. He's a smart fucking kid. He he really is. And m- may, maybe I could be a better dad and tell him that on a more regular basis, but ultimately at the end of the day my, i'm i'm really proud of the young man he's become he's made a lot of really good choices he's made a lot of good decisions with his life he's got a good heart he's got good ethics he's not afraid to work for what he fucking wants and yeah sometimes shit sucks sometimes dumb shit happens sometimes i still got to remind him hey bro your share of the phone bills due it's it's due on the same day every month for the last 10 fucking years and and uh, yeah i need your cut because you know, you keep getting new iPhones. Um, <laughs> and I'll, to be, to be, to, to his credit, it's not like he gets one just because the new iPhone came out. It's usually, yeah, my, my phone won't fucking charge anymore. I got to get a new phone. He, 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 he's as, as thrifty on that stuff as his old man is. And I'm proud of him for that too. You know, not, not that he's, you know, taking after me, but that he has the sense to go, you know what? I really don't need this I don't want to spend the money on it until I have to. Now, he'll spend the money to get the best quality that he can on when he does spend his money. He wants to make sure he's getting every fucking cent worth of value out of it. He can. Again, another factor I'm very proud of him. Can't take any credit for it. He's been that way since he was a kid with the exception of one little incident when he was like nine where I told him, hey, quit running around with that money in your hand. And he was running around with a $20 bill in his hand and set it down on a shelf somewhere and forgot it. And when he went back to go look for it, somebody else had picked it up. And he learned a valuable lesson, and I never saw him do anything that dumb again. Because, like I said, smart fucking kid. He learns his lessons. He learns from his mistakes. And, you know, as far as I can tell, at least, I mean, I'm sure there's shit that's happened that he hasn't told me over the course of his life because he's a young adult. But anyway, yeah, so back into what I'm saying. Uh, (laughs) Sorry, I didn't mean to go off on some little gushing about my kid tirade there. But anyway, dude's fucking awesome. But I digress. Um, Yeah, so there's some shows I listen to, again, younger adults, mid to late twenties. There's a, there's a few of them. There's a few programs I listen to, but like I said, not trying to call anybody out, but sometimes I listen to them and they're talking about whatever's going on in the world because you know, most podcasts, like most of the stuff I listen to, believe it or not, is nothing like my show with a couple of minor exceptions of programs. I listen to where it's somebody talking and complaining about the current situation or talking about the news, you know, big shout out to whiskey. Hell you guys doing a great job, killing it. Fitz McShane heavy. Love you guys. You're awesome. but they're they're more closely aligned with kind of my thing except for i'm up here just venting my spleen and ranting about this shit whereas they actually look at the news analytically and uh, if you're not listening to them you're missing out go check it out i digress you know most of the shows i listen to are either other crouchity middle-aged dudes like myself that are going off on whatever particular topic they're going off on and but most of the shows do have a theme and they're specific to x y and z Whereas I'm just kind of ranting about whatever the fuck happens to be stuck in my craw at the fucking moment. But even the shows that are thematic they are they have a concept, they have a, a, an idea, they have a framework. The vast majority of them, reality still bleeds into the, the, the frame sometimes, you know, conversations come up where like, oh, by the way, did you hear about X, Y, and Z? we need to talk about this and some of these younger motherfuckers are giving me a little bit of hope for the future they're yes they're gen z's and i think gen z's are by and wide fucking retarded because they don't want to listen they don't they want to assume that they're younger faster and smarter which again is indicative of the age everybody when they were in their 20s thought people in their 40s were full of shit i at least i'm assuming that because as a Gen Xer, I I didn't really start appreciating my parents' perspective until I was probably in my late twenties, where I went, you know, it's amazing how how on the stick my fucking parents were. Now, granted, I actually I, I take a lot of issue with my own generation too because I think I was a little ahead of the curve. Like I hated teenagers when I was a teenager. I couldn't stand people my own age. I liked people that were older than me, and. I, I respected my, like my dad and his friends a lot more than I respected people of my own generation. And part of that is because we were raised to respect our elders. But the other part of that is I just, just kind of saw where they were coming from a little bit more, but at the same time, I really didn't appreciate my parents' perspective on life till I was in like my late twenties myself, dealing with being a father, dealing with having to have a job with benefits so I could make sure that my, my, my wife and kid were taken care of where if something happened to me, I knew I had enough life insurance where they would be okay for at least a few years until they could figure shit out, where if my kid needed to go to the hospital, we were going to be able to do that because I had good insurance. I had enough money set off to the side. Like, we didn't have lavish luxury when he was growing up. We didn't have lavish luxury. Shit, I don't have lavish luxury shit now. Uh, You know, by a lot of standards, I have to remind myself, I'm doing better than a huge percentage of the world so I really don't have any right to bitch, but you know, I'm not in the top 1%. I'm not in the top 10%. Shit. I'm barely middle-class at this point, And that's declining quickly, but ultimately, you know, I'm grateful for what I have. I appreciate that. I have more than I need. And if the shit goes sideways, I'll be able to get through it. I'll be able to cope it. I'll be able to deal with it back to the point of, <laughs> man, I'm getting distracted a lot this week. The point is So I hear these shows with these younger motherfuckers and they're talking and I hear them talking about something current that's going on, something that's significant, something like the politicians that are steering this country into the fucking ground, the people that are on a global scale trying to basically say, if you are not one of this tiny little minute percentage of the population. You exist to serve us, you shall own nothing, you shall eat the bugs, and you shall be fucking happy, because that's the only way you deserve to be alive, and we need to to decrease population to keep the planet alive, and blah, 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 every other nonsensical, eugenicist-based, ridiculous fucking concept that comes out of these elitist cocksuckers, that it really bears no bearing in reality. It's not based in reality. It's based in flawed science and ridiculous ideology that somehow makes them think they're better than everybody else and they deserve more. And the rest of us are here for their convenience and their, their enjoyment and their edification. And they have some sort of right to Lord over us. And I'm, I'm part of me really waits for the day where the, the great unwashed masses realize that there's only a few of these motherfuckers. And frankly, we could swarm them any fucking time. And we just haven't yet, and I'm saying yet because I'm, I'm, am I actively going to call for like insurrections and uprisings against the global elites? No, I'm not. I'm going to let the fucking nutballs in the Toonfoil hat guys do that. But would I be heartbroken to see it? Not on your fucking life. But I yeah, So I hear these younger people, and I hear them talking and complaining about these situations. And then I hear them, and they get so close. They're almost fucking there. Like, there's enough hope in, in, in my coal black heart that they're so close. They They almost get it. They almost figured it out. And then they'll say something just so inexorably dumb. So that's why we need to elect so-and-so. No, that's why we need to pass this law. No, 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 no. You almost had it. You almost got it. You almost realized. We need less of these cocksuckers, not more. We don't need to give more power to the right people. We need to make it so no matter who's in there, it doesn't matter because they don't have that much fucking control on your life. The person who's the president shouldn't be such a big fucking deal because they shouldn't have that much impact on your day-to-day life. The quality of your life should not be a life-or-death battle between good and evil for every fucking election because they shouldn't have that much control in your life. They shouldn't have that much say-so in your life. And the more power you invest in them to try and make the people you don't agree with not a threat to your way of life, the less of your way of life is going to be around when the pendulum swings back. So all that is basically to lead up to my next thing that I want to talk about, which is the border security bill that was put forth by the worthless cocksuckers that I was just referencing. Now, the ongoing stance has been the Biden administration for the last three years has been denying there's a crisis at the border, actively opening the border you know, raising the razor wire, everything we talked about with the whole Texas standoff against the federal government saying we're done with this shit. So the congressional, um, parasites that I mentioned, get together, put together this border bill has fuck all to do with securing the border. Again, billions of dollars, tens of billions of dollars for Ukraine, billions of dollars for Russia, or I mean to, to fight Russia. There are a Another like $17 billion for Israel to buy weapons for, for their conflict with Hamas. Another, I think it was $4.5 billion in aid to Gaza. So literally financing both sides of the fight because anything we give to the UN is going to wind up in the hands of Hamas because that's how they've been financing shit for years. It's not that people are actively going, here, I support terrorism, have this money, and do bad things to the Jews. It's I mean, there are people doing that, obviously, as well. and. Uh, but there is a case of everything we give to UN to help the people of Gaza, the Palestinian people, uh, gets taken away and funneled into this conflict. So, yeah, financing both sides of that conflict, financing the war in Ukraine. Um, then the next largest chunk of the money that came out of the that proposed bill was to go to sanctuary cities to help offset the costs of all these illegal migrants that are being shipped to them via texas going we're done with these assholes we're not keeping them here you take them you want to be a sanctuary city you want an open border welcome to the party pal and they all these deep blue fucking mayors that are crying broke now and saying we can't handle this we don't have the infrastructure we don't have the resources and they're going to the government with hat in hand need to be paid off for their services basically so a huge portion of this bill is to compensate them for the the expenses of having all these fucking illegals in their country, and then we get to the part where it's supposed to be you know secure about securing the border and they allow for five every, every, they have to have a days with five thousand migrant encounters, and we talked about this and on further review, yes, okay, furthermore, not only is it five thousand migrant encounters, but it has to be five thousand migrants either coming out of the contiguous neighbors of the United States as in it has to either be Mexicans or fucking Canadians and everybody else that crosses the border illegally isn't counted towards that 5000 migrant total that 5000 encounter total so people from you know Af- Africa the Middle East you know Yemen all these motherfuckers who are you know the Chinese anybody who's all these countries that are staunchly anti-american The motherfuckers from those countries are allowed to come over here, cross the border illegally, and not be counted towards the total towards shutting down the border, which they don't even have to do. It doesn't trigger a, like, mandatory, the border's closed, the country's closed, go fuck yourself. It's, yes, the border's closed, but the president can override that at any time. And then subsequently, it basically contained a fast track for everybody that was here illegally already to be processed rapidly for citizens. It had money allotment, and again, this was the least significant portion of the bill, was to allot money for more judges so they could process migrants faster. Nothing about mass deportations, nothing about people with criminal histories being deported. There are people that have been arrested three, four, five, six, seven, eight times since they've been here. They have track records. I mean, I see posts about it. There's a guy in Chicago who has been arrested seven fucking times in the last year. Different names every time. Same fucking guy. Same picture. Same facial tattoos. Illegally here. Been arrested for committing multiple violent felonies. Nothing, you know, No. not even any talk of deporting this motherfucker. He's still out on monitoring. So the GOP blocks this bullshit bill. The House says it's dead in the water as soon as it comes over from the Senate. And literally every leftist talking head proceeds to start talking about how The entire GOP's entire ploy is they bitch about all this stuff about border security. And then as soon as something comes along that might reflect positively on Biden, they will they will make it dead in the water to make it an issue for Trump. No, that's not why it's dead in the water. It's dead in the water because it did literally nothing to secure the fucking border. It granted amnesty to every motherfucker that's already here illegally. It did none of the things that people discussed as being problematic. But the left is still beating the drum of, oh, no, we gave them the most significant border change in recent history. The most significant border change, not most significant thing for securing the border, just the most significant change to policy. Existing legal doctrine would be more than enough to to enforce and close and secure the borders of this country. It's not being enforced. The significant changes they want to make do nothing to... Make the border any more secure. And furthermore, it would be extended for such a time as into the next presidency, all of these precedences and these rules and these regulations would remain in place. Granting amnesty, granting resources to people that come here illegally, maintaining the border being open for people that are not from Mexico or Canada crossing it. All these things that are literally everything that goes against what, like, the Cheeto is fucking campaigning on for his re elect me speech of, yeah, you know what, we're going to fix the border. We're going to shut down the borders immediately. We're going to reinstate, stay in Mexico. We're going to find up round up every illegal that's here and commits a crime is getting fucking thrown out. Everybody that's getting everybody that came here illegally and was funded and financed. If we find you, you're getting thrown the fuck out. And that's what he's campaigning on. And And the law they're trying to pass would literally make it impossible for him to do that. And the Democrats in Congress are not even fucking around. Every bill they're proposing at this point has some sort of trapdoor clause in it where if he tries to undo any of the policies they're putting in place now, he will basically be impeached. Because I'm pretty sure they're convinced he's going to win the next fucking election. I don't think they can cheat hard enough to keep him out this time. And I'm saying that with accuracy because a report also came out, an assessment based on mail-in voting and all this, a bunch of other stuff that basically said, yes, you know what, you guys were right. Trump did win the 2020 election because all of this stuff is so insecure and blah, 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 blah. And of course, in mainstream media not covering it. Little blurbs here and there. And I don't trust the right-leaning media more than I trust the left-leaning media to be unbiased. You know, you got to read them both and find the truth somewhere in the middle. But the problem is we're not getting different narratives on the same story from two opposing sides. We're getting one side covers X and the other side covers Y and never the twain shall meet. So it's basically... Everybody's trying to screw everything else. Um, And basically anybody that, you know, even stands a chance of upsetting the apple cart, they've got their sights on. You've got, uh, you know, the I don't know. Honestly, I don't know how people can think this is any kind of a viable candidate. You got fucking worthless ass Nikki Haley, um, who is basically like I keep saying is she's right wing Hillary. She's running the exact same playbook. Oh, well, I was discriminated against as a child because I was brown. No, bitch, the fuck you weren't. We've seen your grade school pictures. You were one of the lightest, complected motherfuckers in that school. You, were, you went to school with a bunch of black kids. I don't see how you were discriminated against for being brown. And furthermore, she's, oh, well, I, I couldn't enter pageants when I was a, a teenager because I wasn't black and I wasn't white and they didn't know what to do with me. Bullshit! It's not the fucking 50s, bitch. That was not the case. We're, we're close enough to the same age where I can say unequivocally, bullshit. That's not how things worked when I was a teenager, and we're close enough to the same age where, bitch, you could have done it if you just weren't pageant worthy. The truth sucks. Suck it up, Nikki. And speaking of suck it up, Nikki, so we have the Nevada, was it the Nevada primary. Yeah, Nevada primary, I believe. Um, Nikki Haley was got the most points out of anybody on the ballot with like a whopping, I think it was uh, 30, 30% of the vote. Went to Nikki Haley. Now the problem with that is the per, the candidate that won the the vote was none of the above. Literally no one on this ballot got sixty some percent of the vote. Now, cause Trump wasn't on the ballot. I mean, he is the nominee presumptive. This bitch refuses to give up. I'm sure she's probably fleecing money from the fucking war chest because there's realistically whoever's promising her you're gonna get the nod is Doing everything they can to make it happen. I mean, she's getting votes from Democrats and, you know, people like 70 percent of the voters that have voted for her in primaries have never either changed their registration or never voted conservative or never voted Republican ever. So. They uh, but, you know, she she seems to think, oh, that's because I'm appealing to people. I'm I'm the counterculture. I'm the I'm the non-establishment candidate. No, bitch, you are the establishment you're a fucking war hawk. You're, your war chest comes from massive donors and the military-industrial complex. You're not the outsider. You're not the underdog. You're the fucking bad guy loser. You, 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 I mean, I don't like the fucking Cheeto-dusted bastard, but he's a better option than you, and he's a geriatric fuck, too. I'm going to be saying the same shit about him if he gets re-elected that I'd be saying about Biden. They're fucking too old for the job. They need to be somewhere fucking working on their golf game and eating fucking tapioca. But... Out of the, As long as we keep getting stuck in this lesser or two evil situation, and I'm not going to vote for either one of the motherfuckers, I honestly would be less upset with him. And he's a gun-grabbing establishment asshole, too. But he doesn't, you know, espouse a whole lot of my values. But honestly, I think he's slightly less bad for the com- country than what we have at the moment. He's still going to increase the size of government, but at least he wasn't out there picking fights with the rest of the fucking world. At least he wasn't a full-blown fucking war hawk out here looking for every excuse to fucking start a fight. And I don't know how well he'll deliver, but at least he's saying the right things. Like, no, we don't need to be loaning the rest of the world. I'm sorry. We don't need to be giving the rest of the world fucking money. He had said something after this over this weekend where he says, yeah, you know what? We're not going to keep funding every fucking NATO war out there. We're not going to keep paying everybody else's share of the fucking tab. If there's statistics are out there. Two-thirds of the fucking NATO members aren't contributing their fair share of the cost. The United States carries 30-some percentage of NATO's operating expenses, and we finance everybody. We are giving money to fucking everybody with no expectation that they're ever going to pay us back. That's the thing. Nobody's talking about when's Ukraine going to pay us back for all the money that they've gotten out of us for this fucking war. You know how we know that's not on anybody's fucking mind? Because Zelensky came over here when he realized the fucking cash cow might be drying up. And he said, oh, well, no, we'll pay you back for this part of the money. No, you cocksucker, you should be paying us back for all of it. But that's not the intention. They, The world and the people that are doing this are treating the United States population as their cash cow. We are their fucking piggy bank. Our grandkids are going to be born into fucking debt because other assholes on the other side of the planet are funding their entire country on our income. And there's people out there that look at these things from an emotional standpoint. Oh, well, you know, violence is wrong and this and that and the other, and you support this and you support. No, I don't believe America should be involved in anybody's fucking business except America's. I don't believe we should have military bases all around the planet. we got 700-some fucking military bases all around the planet. And you don't need 700 military bases to maintain freedom if you're not the world's police. That's not about maintaining anything. That's about empire. That's about. And it's one of those opinions where certain people that I I follow and I enjoy would harshly disagree with me because I don't think we need to have military all over the place. I follow some military creators and I. There's certain things we just disagree on. I think the um, United States military should be the most advanced and most powerful military in the world. However, I don't think we need to be in every country on the fucking planet, minding everybody else's P's and Q's. We need to be defending our borders. We need to be taking care of our people. We need to be reinvesting in our properties and taking care of ourselves. That would cut a huge chunk out of the budget. I mean, we don't have to stop researching military technology. We don't have to stop training and stop drilling to be the fucking best. Hell, we can still project power around the fucking globe just through advanced technology and, and without having to establish an, a fucking empire. We should be in a firm stance of we're not going to be out here funding wars. We're not going to be out here stirring up shit and destabilizing other governments. We're going to mind our own fucking business until you fuck with us. And then we're going to turn you into a fucking smoldering crater and a sheet of glass. That's the approach I think we should be taking. It would save us a lot of money. It would probably get us off of a lot of people's shit lists because we wouldn't be trying to tell other people how to live their fucking lives. But the Warhawks don't get it. The politicians don't get it. The career parasites don't get it. And unfortunately, the young dumb motherfuckers that are easily manipulated with promises of free shit, they don't get it either. They don't realize that they're only useful as long as they fucking feed the machine. And uh, I guess that's really what we got to do is we got to stop feeding the machine. We got to stop buying into it. We got to stop listening to the narrative. We got to stop. We got to start asking the right questions. You know, like when they decide who they're going to run to replace Sleepy Joe, because like I said, I really think the establishment's decided they're done with him. They don't need him anymore. He's served his fucking purpose. And you know they've started cutting things loose and letting them letting letting the wolves get a first taste of blood. And they're going to throw him to the hounds. Now it just becomes a question of when and who who's going to be the anointed one. Because they can't run Kamala. She'll fucking lose. That, I mean, that is the end of it. The whole historic first black yada, yada, yada. Or first female yada, yada, yada. That's, that, that ain't enough to carry her. She's had four years, well, three and a half years to make some sort of impression on the American people. She has failed fucking miserably. She's not well-spoken. She's not charismatic. She's a worthless sack of tits. And so somebody else is going to have to come along. And, you know, there's a lot of names out there floating around. And you get the people who are actually out there that could potentially shake shit up. Like Vivek, they they went hard against him because he, he's a little firebrand motherfucker. And he had a lot of ideas that were unpopular with the establishment. And he's got enough of his own resources to say, you know what, I can say this shit because you can't fucking shut me up that easy. And, you know, he, he, they but he wasn't going to get the nod. And then they got like RFK, they, the the Democratic National Convention, or the, the DNC is actively going after him and like trying to have his financing investigated and making, you know, filing lawsuits to keep him off the fucking ballot. Mostly because he appeals to middle of the road people to a certain extent. He appeals to a lot of the base the Democrats are losing. Because realistically, he's much more of a liberal than than uh, he's not a, a centrist. He you know, he's kind of trying to appeal to the centrist for a while in the early stages of his run. But ultimately, he's really not. Like at one point, he was talking about running was interest, showing interest in running under a libertarian ticket. But the problem is, he's not a libertarian. He doesn't have libertarian values. He's still big government. It's just what he's big government about. He's still pro gun control. He's still pro disarming the population, which is staunchly against libertarian values. Libertarian values are people should be able to do what they want as long as they're not hurting anybody, and they have the right to defend themselves from other people trying to hurt them. That's the core of it. And then after that, you get into uh, libertarians are too busy fighting each other to be any kind of real movement. And then, which is the truth? It's kind of a joke amongst libertarian people that they want to, you know, you, oh my version of libertarians right and your version of libertarians wrong. And at the end of the day, it's it's just too much contention, too much. You can't get enough unity together to actually take a swing at the at the, at the the big two, which is a fucking shame, really. But who knows? Maybe Millier will be an inspiration and we'll get our own afuera. But yeah, so the DNC is trying to say RFK is colluding with his super PACs to get on the ballot. You know, completely ignoring the fact that the DNC colludes with their candidates to get them on the ballot. That's how it works. They're sitting down, they're having chats, they're discussing their strategies for how they're going to spend their money to get on the fucking ballot. There's nothing illegal about that. That's how campaigning works. That's how f- financing your campaign works. You get people to back you so they, because they believe that you should be a candidate, and then you run with their money. It's nothing illegal. All of them fucking do it. So the fact that they're going after Kennedy sees that he could be a shakeup. He's going to siphon vote voters off of whoever they run if he gets on the ballot. He's not going to be a huge impact on the fucking the right wing and the Trumpers. I mean, the never-Trumpers might vote for him, even the, the people who want to claim the conservative but don't want to be affiliated with MAGA, which I don't understand why either side has a problem with the concept of making America great. If America's not great, none of us are great because we're fucking Americans, regardless of how much you might want to be a commie piece of shit, regardless of how much you might be, want to be an ultra-conservative piece of shit. At the end of the day, we're all still fucking Americans, and people forget that. So the, any anybody that has a problem with the ideals of putting your own nation first, of securing your own borders, of ensuring your own sovereignty, of taking care of your own people, you don't fucking belong here. Regardless of, of the rest of the shit, regardless of the small details, the people who think the federal government needs to have more control, you're all fucking idiots. The people who think... That it can only be one way or this it can only be X or Y. It can only be one or two. It, it's not a bi- it's supposed to be a binary system. It's supposed to be a system that is a bunch of states working together towards an end goal. And you can go find the state where your values are most closely aligned. And you're not bound to any one area. You can move about and be free, which they're trying to eliminate with this 15-minute city bullshit and and carbon taxes on travel and all this other shit. A bunch of things that go against the ideals of the United States. So ultimately we have a certain responsibility if we're going to, it, it, you know, our founding fathers said it, you know, a Republic, if you can keep it. And it's really starting to look like we're not going to be able to, but, um, yeah, so that's, um, uh, that's just kind of, I've just looked at the timer on this thing and we're getting, uh, we're getting up there. It's, I've been, I've been getting on these long winded tears and, uh, yeah, it's not great. Uh, I talk way too much apparently. And, it seems like the longer the episodes are getting, the less listeners I have, so maybe I need to start cropping them down. But on the other hand, I need to get this shit off my chest. It's, I love that you guys listen, but I'd, I would do this if there were two people tuning in. I would do this if nobody was tuning in because, it's for me, it's, it's, dis, it's a disconnect. It's therapy. It's decompression. It's, it's a whole lot of things, and uh, it's what I had to say. Thanks for listening to another episode, guys. If you liked what you heard, leave a comment, leave a review, leave a rating. Go to I Had to Say it sign up for the mailing list, interact with the show. Click the links, sign up for the Patreon, join the Discord, come and interact, be a part of the show, buy the merch, support your favorite creator, or support me. Anyway, thanks for listening, guys. Till next time.